It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everybody, and welcome to North Star Sports. I'm your host, Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star MIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarSports.media. And welcome to the show, everyone. We've got a great one for you today here on this Saturday, May 1st, as we look to preview UFC Fight Night Reyes versus Prohaska, which will take place currently. Uh, great to be back with you guys here. Not going to be doing any of the prelims. Not that they really matter that much, so, you know, it's all right that we skipped it, but, you know, the mailman has had a very, very busy day today. Got to hang out with uh, the North Star Sports Hall of Famer, Drew Peterson, so... That's why I'm a little bit late on this one. But again, like I always say, better late than never. We're, we are really putting that to the test here uh, this evening. But I still wanted to get out of show, and I still wanted, you know, all my thoughts to be on on record. And, you know, it still is before the main card. So, you know, there still is some value in this if people are tuning in uh, a little bit late or as it's going on. So uh, we're going to waste absolutely no time. Obviously, we got uh, NSS 38. Uh, it's going to be me versus Quincy, the dab man. The rest of the, the fighters or selectors, you know, we'll figure it out at uh, at some other time. But again, I wanted to get right into this one. Uh, pretty good main card. The prelims have been, you know, so-so. I've been watching some of the fights. Not overly wowed uh, by any of them. Uh, Felipe Colares and Luke Sanders was uh, a pretty good fight, but the rest of them I could probably do without. So we'll start here in the... Bantamweight division, it's going to be between number 12 ranked Marab Devalish Wheelie and number 13 ranked Cody Stamen. Uh, very, very good fight here. Obviously, two guys who uh, have just broken in. Well, not so much with Cody Stamen, but, you know, two guys who are uh, a little bit established in the top 15, but really trying to knock on the doorstep of the top 10. I don't think either fighter is going to advance too much uh, in this fight if they win. Uh, just because of the depth of the bantamweight division, but I think this should be a really, really good one. And uh, you know, stylistically, I'm curious to see how this plays out because these are two fighters who are well known for being uh, wrestlers. Uh, you guys know me; I just have a fucking love affair with Marab Dvalishvili. Uh, I think that guy's future championship material. I mean, he literally is a machine. Watching this guy fight is uh, a treat. I, I think he's undefeated. Uh, in the UFC, he's on a, a five-fight winning streak. Uh, nice wins over uh, Casey Kenny and Jod Dodson. You know he had that weird loss to uh, Ricky uh, Simone, and then a split decision that I think was incorrect against Frankie Signs. So technically, two losses in the UFC. I think he's perfect in the UFC. And if he was perfect in the UFC, I think he's probably in the top five at this point. So you know this guy is uh, is next level. Great wrestler. I think it's going to be a, a tough fight with Cody Stamen. And, and stylistically, I mean, it's strength versus, versus strength. Uh, you look at the numbers, this fight is going to go to a decision. Uh, neither fighter really known for finishing fights. In fact, the average fight time uh, for Marab Devalishvili is 15 minutes. So he did get choked out by Ricky Simone, again, in that weird situation with zero time left on the clock. So he has never not known going to a, a bell, to the final bell in the UFC. But... Uh, again, I think it's going to be probably the closest fight we've seen from Marab. 
but I just think that he's uh, a lot better. I think he's going to have a lot more energy than Cody Stamen, um, who I really like that 145. I, I, you know, he's a big guy for 135. Not that Marab is, is small, but you know, I really liked what we saw at uh, at featherweight from Cody Stamen. Uh, in that fight against Brian Kelleher and even in the fight against Jimmy Rivera I didn't hate that fight either obviously he lost it but uh, I'm gonna go Marab Dvalishvili by unanimous decision all right moving on here in the middleweight division we're gonna have a fight here between Sean Strickland and Christoph's Jotko uh, a very quickly look up uh, North Star Sports rankings because I know for sure, we have uh, Sean Strickland uh, ranked. I don't believe we have uh, Jotko ranked. And we're going to have Sean Strickland at number 13, which is a little bit weird. 13, 14, 15 are a little bit weird in the welterweight and middleweight division. So he's certainly not firmly entrenched at 13, but uh, we do have him uh, do have him ranked. And... Um, I don't know, appropriate matchmaking. It really feels very similar to Marab and uh, Cody Stamen. I mean, just two guys who are ex- exactly at the same spot uh, in a division in, in their career. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be a good fight. I got to give this one probably to uh, Sean Strickland. I really, really like his last performance uh, against Brendan Allen. Again, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys know how much I love Brendan Allen. I am all in on Brendan Allen. Uh, I, again, I think that guy's future championship material, and he had a nice comeback win over uh, Carl Roberson. So, you know, good for Sean Strickland to, to come back. Had quite the layoff. Uh, I think he had a motorcycle accident as well. Uh, but, you know, this one should be should be close, but I like the aggressiveness of, uh, of Sean Strickland. Um, again, I, I, I see this one going to a decision as well. Both of these guys, you know, have pretty long average fight times. Uh, Sean Strickland, surprisingly only 30. So I, I uh, figured he was a little bit older, but uh, Jotko, kind of like uh, his um, compatriot, uh, Jan Blahovich, not the greatest start to his UFC career. Uh, you know, or, or should I say he had a tough stretch in the middle. Uh, actually did have a pretty good start to his UFC career. But, you know, had that three-fight losing streak against David Branch, Uriah Hall, and Brad Tavares, and now he's on a three-fight winning streak. Uh, you know, a couple of them I could do without, like a, a Alan Amedov and, and Marc-Andre Barrio. But, you know, I disproportionately uh, like uh, Eric Anders. So, you know, that, that fight kind of spoke to me a little bit, although I think that was a close fight, and I'm pretty sure at the time I had it scored for Eric Anders. So... Again, I think this will be a close fight, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Sean Strickland. Uh, Sean Strickland, when you look at the numbers, is a, is a far more active fighter. He's going to land a little bit less, but his defense uh, is going to make up for it. And uh, really, the, you know, statistically, there's a lot of similarities between this two when you look at the between these two when you look at their ground games and and such. But I, I do like the uh, hot-handed nature of Sean Strickland. All right, moving on here to the featured bout on the main card. It's going to be a light heavyweight fight between Iwan Kutalaba and Dustin Jacoby. Kutalaba is 15 and 6. Jacoby is 14 and 5. Uh, didn't really care about this fight until I saw their little skirmish at the, the ceremonial weigh-ins. Um, 
I don't know what I was expecting. There's always fucking something from Iwan Kuchalaba, whether or not it's him getting COVID from licking a fucking doorknob, or it's him painting himself green like the Hulk, or... It's, it's always something with Iwan Kutalaba, which I respect a little bit. I don't think he's that good of a fighter. He's going to win one and lose one. And uh, I think he's in for a tough one here with Dustin Jacoby, especially stylistically. I think when you look at this card, stylistically, there's a lot of great matchups. And, you know, this is striker versus striker. Uh, I'd be a little shocked if this one went to the ground. Uh, Dustin Jacoby, uh, former, was it, glory kickboxer. And Iwan Kutalaba is just a fucking madman. Uh, insanely aggressive, very, very powerful guy, so you can't really fuck around with him too much. Uh, I don't see this one going to the final bell. I really don't see any Iwan Kutalaba fight going to the final bell. It's just about whether or not he's going to win or whether or not he's going to lose, and I honestly don't know. Like, he'll have great, great, great fucking performances like he did against uh, Luis Henrique da Silva and Gedz Murad Antigulov and Khalil Roundtree, but then he'll just have some of these stinkers against you know, Sirkinov or Cannoneer or, you know, certainly the two Ankalaev fights. So, again, he's just a very, very... I mean, he's he's relatively young, too. He's only 27, uh, and he's been in the UFC for a while, but he, he's just so inconsistent. You know, I know Dustin Jacoby's had a great second chance in the UFC, but there's just something about me that wants to go with Kutalaba. There's just an X factor with, with him. I, I think he's more of a reckless fighter. I think Jacoby, you know, we've seen him throw around his... his uh, punches a little bit, but I think he's a much more calculated fighter. Um, man, I you know, I, I'm going to go with Iwan Kutalaba. I think this is his rebound win. You know, he's got two losses in a row, and I think that this is, uh, you know, this is, is going to be his, uh, you know, comeback fight just for him to lose uh, the next fight. So really, it's just about whether or not you catch Kutalaba after a win or a loss. But, you know, I think this is probably the closest fight to pick on the main card. Um, I just don't feel great about picking Dustin Jacoby, so I will go uh, Iwan Kutalaba. And then, like I said, he doesn't fucking go to a decision, so I suppose I'm picking him to finish this fight. So we'll go, I mean, fuck it, we'll go first round TKO. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't shock me if it went to round two or round three, but I don't know. He's a fucking madman. You never know what this guy's going to do. All right, moving on here to the co-main event. It's going to be in the featherweight division between Cub Swanson and Giga Chikadze. Swanson is 27 and 11. Chikadze is 12 and 2. Um, I, I I like this as a fight night co-main event. Uh, you know, obviously up and com- up and comer there with uh, Giga Chikadze versus you know kind of the uh, the old guard there in Cub Swanson. And really, it's just about how much gas Cub Swanson has in the tank. Uh, the UFC is going to have Chikadze at 14 and Swanson at 15. Uh, I'll quickly look at North Star Sports rankings. I don't think we have either of them ranked. <clears throat> yeah, we have neither of those two ranked. I would say Chikadze is right on the doorstep. I would say Swanson is pretty far away from being ranked, uh, in my opinion. And he's 37. That is not a good sign. Uh, that's pretty darn old for a lighter weight class to be doing things, you know, near the top 15. And, uh, you know, that being said, he had a nice last performance against Daniel Pineda. I, you know, Pineda was was pretty hot coming into that fight. I picked him. I got proven wrong. Uh, and before that, he had a win over Cron Gracie. I don't look into that too much. Cron Gracie only had four fights uh, coming into that one. So... Uh, I don't really know what to make of Cub Swanson because certainly he's not a title contender anymore, 
But the problem with going up against... And Chikadze might be a title contender in, in a year, year and a half. Who knows? Um, but, you know, the, the problem with calculating where someone like Swanson is in their career is a lot of times when you see someone go to the top and they start accumulating a losing streak. Now, again, he's on a two-fight winning streak. But before this, he, he had that, uh, you know, losing streak. Is, okay... You face a good fighter and you lose, and then you face a slightly less good fighter and you lose, and a slightly less good fighter and you lose, and then you fight a very low-level fighter and you win. Well, I don't really know where you... I guess you're in the middle, but it's very tough, right? Because I know you're better than a bad fighter, but I know you're not a top-level fighter. So it's just, like, trial and error, just fucking, like GSP says, the stock market. It's just trying to figure out where he is, and I think this is the perfect you know, uh, delineation, uh, between are you, are you still good and relevant or are you, I mean, certainly he's on the back nine, but you know, are you done? So I think, uh, Chikadze, uh, you know, fits that, uh, litmus test perfectly, you know, cause you lose to Brian Ortega, Frankie Edgar, Hanato Moicano, Shane Burgos. Those are all really, really good fighters, but there's a big difference between those fighters and a Kron Gracie or a Daniel Pineda. So I think Chikadze is kind of that guy in between. We'll really see, you know, Swanson probably doesn't have that many fights left, so we'll really see what direction he wants to take. Uh, not that it's really up to him, but, you know, we'll see what direction his career takes with a fight like this. Obviously, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with Giga Chikadze on this one. Uh, I've, I've been very impressed uh, from him, really from uh, his first fight in the UFC. He's rocking a seven-fight winning streak, Uh, five fight winning streak in the UFC Uh, but the only thing is with him we got I mean this is definitely going to be the toughest fight of his career you know he's he's had a couple of split decisions over uh, you know Brandon Davis and Jamal Emmers uh, a couple of nice wins over uh, Irwin Rivera and Omar Morales and then a win over a late notice guy and Jamie Simons you know he really hasn't fought anybody near the top 15 so it's a lot of projection here to, to predict Giga Chikadze to win but I think he wins. I think he wins by unanimous decision. I think if he can keep his distance on Cub Swanson and not get taken down. I mean, Chikadze's a kickboxer, so he's just going to want to sit there and strike with him. You know, I think if he just has good movement, stays out of the way of Swanson, doesn't get too close, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage, a four-inch height advantage as well, and he's going to have longer legs. So uh, I really like the striking prowess of Giga Chikadze. It's just I don't I don't doubt for a second that if Cub Swanson gets the fight to the ground, it's probably not going to go Giga's way. So it's, can he not get taken down? And if he does, you know, can it be with 90 seconds to go? And can he just, you know, survive to the next round? But, you know, I'm going to go Chikadze by unanimous decision. He's not exactly a finisher, uh, you know, in the in the UFC. So I, I'm going to go unanimous decision on this one. But I think a, a win over Cub Swanson, even though Swanson is not ranked, probably puts him in the in the featherweight rankings um but obviously that's a talker for after the fight all right moving on here to the main event of the evening it's going to be in the light heavyweight division between dominic reyes and yuri prohaska reyes is 12 and 2 prohaska is 27 3 and 1 uh we'll take a look at the north star sports ufc rankings and they will have Let's see here. Dominic Reyes at number three, Yuri Prohaska at number five. I think that coincides directly with the uh, UFC's uh, rankings for these two fighters. And just 
one hell of a, a fight night main event. Um, perfect, perfect matchmaking. I think um, no matter what, I think both of these fighters are an additional win away from being in the title. Dis- well, not in the title discussion, because if you're in the top five, you're in the title discussion no matter what. But they're both probably two wins away, uh, one win after after this fight away from getting back to a title. Even Dominic Reyes, I mean, you lose to John Jones, you lose to Jan Blachowicz. If you beat Yuri Prochaska, and let's look at the rankings here, say you beat uh, Arakic, you know, you're probably right back at the title. And then for Prochaska, I think it's more likely Prochaska beats Reyes and gets a title shot than Reyes beats Prochaska, obviously. Um, but again, I still think he probably needs another top-level win, but this is going to be a, a, a great fight. Uh, you know, Dom Reyes, I think he's only 30, and, and Yuri's like 27, 28. So, you know, this this is a, a big fight with a lot on the line, but it's, it's kind of nice because they're both young in their career. You know, even Dominic Reyes, if he loses and he goes to a three-fight losing streak... He still has so much more career left, you know. It's far from over for Dom Reyes. And if Yuri loses, hey, it's far from over from him. So it's very cool. There's a rematch potential, you know, very far down the road, you know, when, when you see what happens. But, uh, you know, again, I think uh, when you see the rise of these two fighters, uh, you know, obviously coming at different times, you know, these are two fighters who probably are going to have staying power in this division. I don't really see either of them flaming out. You know, you could see Dom Reyes lose two. You know, say he loses here, he'll still be, you know, in the top six. I mean, I still think he's a good enough fighter to where, hey, even if he can't beat the best in the division, he has staying power. So, you know, it's it's a fun future fight, and um, it's it's a fun current fight as well. And, you know, it's it really represents kind of the new era of the light heavyweight division, even if neither of these two become champions. You know, it's just a year and a half ago, two years ago, we were talking about how dead the light heavyweight division is. It's an old man's division. There's no prospects. And now you have two young, exciting uh, fighters. And, you know, you have plenty more. You have a Jimmy Crute. You have a Johnny Walker. You have a Magomed and Kaliev. I mean, this division is really, really popping. Um, you know, as for this fight, I'm certainly going with Yuri Prohaska. He's the slight betting favorite. I think I saw him at minus 140, minus 145. Um I, I, I just like him. I think he's the more powerful guy. He's got one true one-punch knockout power. We saw him just flatline Volkan Uzdemir. Yes, we did see Reyes, and I'm not saying Reyes is devoid of power, you know, and we saw him knock out Weidman. Weidman's not known for having a fucking chin, so that wasn't the most impressive thing in the world. Uh, Yuri's going to have the, the reach advantage. He's going to be an inch shorter. But I just like uh, how unorthodox he is. He's got really awkward striking, comes from weird angles, and, you know, we've seen Dom Reyes be knocked out before. I think Yuri Prochaska probably wins by knockout. I think he takes his time. He might do some weird shit. He might frustrate you a little bit early on uh, from, from some of his antics or just, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out a good analogy, but I guess it's it's uh, slipping my mind. But, you know, I think it'll it'll be like the Volkan Uzdemir fight, to be honest. I know that's kind of a simple cop-out, but, you know, just some weirdness at the beginning, and then, you know, Prohaska will fucking flatline him. But, you know, I think is a very, very smart guy, and anybody who turns down the UFC, I am very interested in. You know, 
like uh, Israel Adesanya turning down the UFC, knowing he has to get better, getting better, coming to the UFC only when he knows he can become champ. That's the same fucking deal with Yuri Prohaska. And I'm not saying they're the same fighter, but there's a certain level of maturity that comes with making that decision. Turning down a surefire shot in the UFC to get more experience in Ryzen, to improve as a fighter, so that when he comes to the UFC, he's not going to flame out. He's not going to go 1-3 and three and get cut. He's not going to go 5-5 five and five and just be a mid-card fighter. He is going to take the time to get better. He's in no rush. He was young. He still is young. Get get better at, at, in, in a B-level, B-C-level organization. Beat some, some decent B and C-level fighters like Muhammad Lawal and Brandon Halsey and CB Dalloway, uh, you know, and, and guys like that. And then... When you come to the UFC, you are ready to be a champion. I, I think that's invaluable. I think it's very hard to come over when you're 20, 21, 22, when you have five, six fights in your fucking career. You know, this dude definitely took his time. He has a gaudy record. It's 27-3-1. Okay, I mean, he, he really took his time, but he has insane finishing ability because of the, the route he took to the UFC. I mean, he really fucking, you know polished his his skills and I really think I really think that by the end of the year we're going to see Yuri Prohaska take on Jan Blahovich for the light heavyweight title I really think we're going to see a European uh battle I think uh, Jan's going to get through Glover and I think Yuri's probably going to knock out Dom Reyes it's going to be in uh um you know a nice fashion I'm not going to say spectacular but I think it's going to be a pretty good knockout and I think that's probably next or if not we're going to have like a little European three-way, a little European three-way between, you know, Blahovic uh, and, and Rakic and Prohaska. Maybe Rakic and Prohaska fight each other for the number one contender, and then the winner of that takes on Jan, or, you know, I don't know, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, there, there's, going to be, uh, there's going to be a handful of Europeans right at the top of this uh, light heavyweight division. But I think sooner sooner rather than later, Yuri Prohaska will fight for the UFC light heavyweight belt. And I think that starts here tonight when he beats Dom Reyes. So with that, we'll wrap it up here. Again, we got the main card showdown uh, tonight in just a matter of uh, about an hour. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star M-I-N. Be sure to check out our website at northstarsports.media. And thanks for tuning in, everybody.